Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. We're going to keep it brief tonight because I want to make sure you have time for small groups and our conversation about Marvel. Just It got... It got deep. It's important conversations we're having. So if you're listening to the podcast now, make sure you check out Bracketology Live, which just released, either just happened or will soon. So check that out. But tonight, we are continuing our series called Basic. We've been in this series called Basic for a few weeks, and uh, I believe tonight will be the end of Basic, um, but we're going to come back to it because there are some more basics to talk about. But I'm going to give you a little recap in case you missed some of it, all right? Week one was Basic Apex. Um, Bapex. So we had um, <laughs> this. We had this conversation about how we work hard to make Apex the friendliest place on earth. We talked about when you are here, it is your job to help people feel welcome, to help people feel loved, and that they feel they walk away feeling loved. So you know, watch the room, watch around for, look around for people, watch your mouth, watch your heart, make sure you care about this stuff, watch your feet. We stand and use that kind of stuff was with basic Apex. Then we talked about basic worship. Actually, Dave talked about basic worship. We answered three basic questions about worship. Why do we worship? Because God deserves it. Uh, when do we worship? all the time, and how do we worship in spirit and in truth. And last week, we got deep into some theology. We talked about the basic trinity. So this idea that God is three in one. He is one God in three persons. And uh, can anyone tell me the bottom line from last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He is as much one as he is three. We talked about uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember the sculpture? We can understand God to the same degree that a sculpture can understand the artist. Not a whole lot, but it's an invitation to understand a ginormous God. So tonight, we're going to be talking about something that sometimes makes people uncomfortable. We are talking about money. So um, I don't know where my slide is there. I believe it's right there. Basic money. There is basic money. Um, this is something that the church has gotten a bad rap about for talking about too much or talking about the wrong way. So uh, we, we, you know, we talk about it every week. To some degree, we're given to speed the light. But then we always take a week a year and uh, talk about money. Why does God care about money? And um, why does it matter? So tonight, we're going to talk about money in these different ways. We're talking about the portion, the place, the purpose, and plus, a little extra there at the end. So uh, money shows up in the Bible a lot. There's estimations that Jesus talked about money. Jesus talked about money like a ton. About half of his parables were about money. This is a big deal. Um, about 2,000 verses in the New Testament were about money. The only thing Jesus talked about more was the kingdom of God, which is a very broad term that money is a part of. <laughs> so like it's kind of cheating. So Jesus talked about money a whole lot. And that says to me, it's very, very important. There is this Baptist preacher and author. His name is Adrian Rogers. And he said this, a faith that hasn't reached your wallet probably hasn't reached your heart. Ouch. A faith that hasn't reached your wallet probably hasn't reached your heart. And he, I believe, is right. Um, but he didn't just like make this up. This has a biblical foundation. And, and this same idea is found in a record of Jesus's life in the book of Matthew. And it says in Matthew, where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. God wants your heart. So we, we're going to talk about giving money to him and to, to church. Um, but what this is about is God getting a hold of your heart. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to give everything for him. That's why he wants your money. We'll get to that when we talk about the purpose. I heard this children's lesson about money one time. 
And it stood out to me because like we can, this is something for children. <laughs> this is something three and four-year-olds can get behind. It's the idea of like socks and shoes. I don't know how you put your socks and shoes on. I do. Socks and then shoes, <laughs> right? All right. Sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe. All right. Put up, put up your hand if you are sock, shoe, sock, shoe. We can identify the freaks in the room. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Proudly. Sock, shoe, sock, shoe, sock, sock, shoe, shoe. That's the universal way. Yeah. I think so too. Okay. When you put your pants on, are you standing or are you, do you start while you're sitting? Okay. Does anyone put their pants on start while you're sitting? You start like with your legs in while you're sitting down? Some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, I don't know why we're here. This is just a thought I had the other day, and I was very confused about it. Okay, wait. Socks and then shoes. And, and this is how you can talk about this with children. Socks and then shoes in the same way that you put on your socks and then your shoes. It goes God and then money. <laughs> because money makes a crappy God. But we, we have a tendency to put him in that place. We have a tendency to put money as the one that we worship, as the one that we give everything and sacrifice for. Socks, and then shoes. God, and then money. So easy. A child can do it. Um, as we start our conversation, we're going to talk about the portion, the place, the purpose, and plus. So let's start with the portion, the portion that God wants from us, the difference between tithes and offerings. Have you heard those two phrases? This morning, we are going to take our tithes and offerings. Uh, you may have heard those two words because they represent two different things. If you talk to some people, they may say it differently. This is how I explain it. It helps me understand the idea of tithes and offerings. So um, offering is what we give above. We're going to talk about that in plus. Offering is what we give above the tithe. The tithe is um, the minimum that we give to God. It's what most of our conversation tonight is going to be about. Tithe is a word that means tenth or 10%. The word tithe means 10%. And uh, this is the portion of our money, of our income, that God has instructed us to give back to God. And this is not something that he said like one time. This is a, a statute that was established with Abraham, reaffirmed with Jacob, commanded by Moses, confirmed by Malachi, hey and reconfirmed by Jesus. This is a a theme throughout scripture, this 10%, this tithe idea is important. If we go look at Matthew 23, 23, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. And what I love about Matthew here, or where Matthew is recording Jesus's life, Jesus is actually scolding the Pharisees for messing some stuff up. But before he gets to that, he says, you're doing this thing right. And this is what he says, Pharisees, you give a 10th of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. Okay. We'll, we'll explain why they're giving spices and we're giving dollars. But, but the idea here is Jesus saying, Pharisees, you got this part right. Great job. You are tithing. Reconfirmed with Jesus. All through the Bible, 10% goes to God. People will argue with this and say that tithing was gotten, was got rid of. Jesus got rid of tithing and that's not how it works anymore. The way I read the Bible, the way our church understands scripture is this 10th idea is all over scripture and it's a consistent theme throughout scripture and it's a great guide for our giving. Some people will say they can't afford it. They can't afford to tithe, to give 10% to Jesus. And that sounds reasonable, but there's a problem with that. Um, you can afford anything. Yeah. Do you have a problem with that statement yet? Think about it. I had a, a professor in college explain this to me. Um, he said, you can have anything, but you can't have everything. 
I've talked in here before about how I want a Tesla. And here's the truth. I could have a Tesla today if I hadn't paid rent in the past two years, <laughs> right? I can have anything, but I can't have everything. This is a conversation about priorities. So when I say I can't afford to tithe, this is a conversation about priorities. Where does the tithe come in your priorities, in your um, listing out of the things you're going to spend your money on? Um, the book of Proverbs is in the Bible, and it's, it's these wise statements, and it's basically written by like, hey, this is how you get an abundant life. This is how you live life to the fullest. This is uh, some prescriptions for that. In Proverbs 3, 9, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, the first fruits of all your crops. Uh, we see this idea again in Nehemiah 10.35, Ezekiel 44.30, uh, just for a few, but it's all over the place. Um, the first fruit of your crops. Now, this is um, directed at people that were probably farmers, <laughs> or they're at least in a farming culture. So when uh, this proverb was for people that their income was mint, dill, and cumin. What we were talking about with the Pharisees. Their income was the thing they got out of the field. Occasionally, they would make some trades and get some other things. But their first fruits of their crops is what we would call a paycheck. They worked for their, to cultivate their fields. And we worked to get a paycheck. And in the same way God said, uh, your first fruits of your field go to Jesus, go to God. We take the same principle to our paycheck. The first fruits of our paycheck, that first 10% goes to church, goes to God. The first thing. So what does that mean for you? Um, if you're tithing, you're doing a great job. Keep doing that thing. That's great. If you are not tithing, if you have a job, you're getting a paycheck and you're not tithing, um, I would encourage you to do that. <laughs> For the Bible tells me so. <laughs> um, we'll talk some more about why and, and, and especially when we get into the purpose, we'll talk about it. But uh, at the very least, it's a command that God has given us and it's a, a wise principle to start the very first fruits. The very first thing I do with my paycheck, the first list item on my budget is my tithe that I give to Jesus. All right. We've talked about the portion. All right. Next, we're going to go to the place. Where do we tithe? I, I put in some filler words there. You're giving your money to Jesus. You're giving it to the church. We'll talk about that very specifically. Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe into the where? Storehouse. Yes. Um, that there may be food in my house, the storehouse. What is a storehouse. In their culture, again, we're talking about a different culture, the farming culture. It's just a different idea. And in this storehouse was a building in the temple or a room in the temple attached to the temple. It was God's house, the storehouse that they're talking about. So farmers would take their first fruits, the 10%, that first 10%, they would take it to the temple. And their crops would feed the priests, fund the temple, feed the poor, all kinds of stuff. We'll get into a little bit more later. My storehouse now today is harvest. Our church, Harvest Church, is my storehouse. It's my home church. It might be your home church. It might not be. Um, but this, your storehouse is where you are being spiritually fed. These people, these farmers, they would gather at the temple to get closer to Jesus. They would hear the priest um, teach scripture. They would have their worship moments at the temple. And that, that was their storehouse. For us, our church, the place you are spiritually grown and fed is the storehouse. And that's where you tithe too. So if you are primarily fed at harvest, you tithe to harvest. If you don't have a Sunday morning church, I would encourage you to get one, to get involved somewhere. Our church is a great one. Find one around you. Um, if you are primarily fed at Apex, um, 
it, it gets complicated and we'll talk about why, but, but I encourage you to find a Sunday morning church um, and we can talk about that if you would love to, to figure that out with you. Uh, we are not passing plates of offering right now because of, you know, we don't all want to be touching the same plate right now, um, but you still have the opportunity to give online. You can, we do text to give. You can just take it up to the cash register right now because all that goes to the same place. Um, when you buy snacks and merch here, you are giving to Speed the Light. So if you ever see a price on a Hot Pocket or a t-shirt or a mask um, and you think, well, it's kind of a little bit high, it's because it's not just about you getting a Hot Pocket or a t-shirt or a mask. <laughs> we are also, we're creating profit to give to our community, to give to missionaries around the world and make a difference in the world. So that is what happens here. Our offering, like I, I got a little further into that than I wanted to because we'll talk about it here soon. The tithe where you're being fed, that's the bottom line. People like to make up rules with their tithes. And uh, this can step on people's toes when I'm talking about this right now. If I like t- talk to this, say what I'm about to say to adults who are regularly tithing, um, this can step on some toes um, because people will say they have a special deal worked out with God. We're good. We have this situation worked out. And, you know, people talk to my people and we figured something out. Um, they, they would maybe attend a church but feel led to give, to tithe, to a charity, or to a different church, or to a a ministry, or a missionary, or something like that. They say God told them that, so it must be okay. Um, And I am here to um, push back on that idea. Some people will say, I got this special deal worked out with God, where I'm only giving 2% right now, uh, and later I'll bump it up because uh, times are hard, or whatever. Um, This is what a psychiatrist might call rationalization. (laughs) What I'd like to do is do something different than what God has called me to do, and so I'm going to do that. I'm going to rationalize what that is, because I don't believe that God will tell you something that his Bible has said different. He will not speak to you in your ear. He will not speak to you something that his Bible says different, that the word says different. He already said this. He already said what the Bible says, and he's not going to contradict it. That's a a principle that goes all over you know, the basics all over everything we talk about. He is not going to tell you something that his Bible contradicts. So he is not going to tell you to take it to someone else's storehouse. That's not how it works. He's not going to tell you to give it, to give less right now because times are hard. I, I don't believe that's how it works. Um, you may differ. We can talk about it if you'd like. But um, this can sound harsh, but, but I just don't believe that God will contradict his word. He doesn't do that. And the Bible tells me 10% to the storehouse over and over again tithe where you are being fed. That's your storehouse. What does that mean for me? If you are tithing to a harvest or wherever, whatever church you are being fed at, great work. Keep doing that work. If you are tithing not where you're being fed, fix it. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. If you're feeling like I stepped on your toes a little bit, please, let's talk about it. If you're not tithing, tithe to where you are being spiritually fed. Again, if it's here and you're, you're confused about it, let's talk. We'll have that conversation. Again, if you're not working, I, I don't think I said this before. If you're not working, you don't have a paycheck, you don't have like a, an income to tithe on, this is good information because now you'll know when you do get a job next summer in eight summers, someday when you grow up, whatever that is for you, um, you will know 10% to the storehouse, very first thing. Here's some principles for you that uh, you can put into place when you get there. So we talked about our portion and the place, and now we're at this important why question. What is the purpose of my giving? Why does God need my money? Because he doesn't need money. He's like the creator of the universe. He can just print more money like the government does, right? (laughs) That joke kills every year. (laughs) 
But uh, here's the idea. He doesn't just want our money. He doesn't need our money, but he wants our hearts. He wants our commitment. He wants, and he knows when we give our money, it's an it's a, it's a avenue to our hearts. That Matthew verse we said earlier, where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. This is a, I don't know if this is a chicken or egg situation. I'd, I'd say probably both and. To some degree, where you begin putting your money, your heart's going to end up there. And also, where your heart goes, your money is close to follow. Where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. I don't know which comes first. Maybe there's a right answer. I don't know. Either way, they travel together. <laughs> your heart and your wallet travel together. Uh, that phrase is not on my notes. But if it had been, it probably would be our bottom line for tonight. <laughs> your heart and your wallet travel together. All right. Also, all of your money, the purpose to give it is that it all, it's all God's to begin with. He has given you every blessing in your life, every, every good moment, every happy memory, every nickel and dime. He has given to you, and uh, it's ultimately his. He trusts us with it to steward it for a time, but ultimately, it's always his. Uh, you may have heard the language, when we tithe, we give 10% back to God. So there are like three different classifications of where you can be on this. It's all mine, and God doesn't get it. That's a bad place to be. Um, it's all mine, but I'm going to give God that 10% he's asked. Also not a great place to be. What you want to work toward is it's all his. And so I'm going to give freely and cheerfully. I'm going to give. And that person is, is probably giving more than 10%. <laughs> they are tithing, but they are probably giving more because it's all his. And, and generosity is good for the spirit. And uh, God rewards generosity and sowing into things. So that person is probably giving more than 10%. It's all his. So I'm going to give free, freely and cheerfully. One more thing about the purpose, uh, because we talked about this ideological purpose of he wants our hearts. Uh, but there's also like a literal purpose. Like this money is literally spent. So what is it spent on? Um, four categories. In the early church and our church. Um, I don't know. There's probably more categories or less. I don't know. I just, this helps me think about it. One, maintaining the temple. So in the early church, you just got to like keep the roof from leaking. <laughs> you got to, you know, take care of a new stained glass window. You know, like this is always how it's worked. Take care of the church. Our church, we just built a building out of tithe money so that we can serve God better, serve our community better. And that's what that's all about. Um, keep the power on, take care of business. That is you know, what they did in the early church, what we're doing today. Category two is uh, taking care of the priest. So like the, um, the way this all began is, you know, one of the tribes of Israel was set as the priest tribe. They were the ones that were going to teach scripture, run the temple, that kind of stuff. They were given no land in the inheritance. Um, all of that means, where am I going to get my food? <laughs> so the, the priests were, they, they ate because of people bringing their tithes, the first fruits, the dill, mint, and cumin. <laughs> people were bringing that to the temple, took care of their priests. And today, takes care of the pastors. Some, in some churches, you'll see a house on the property that the pastor lives in, not in our church specifically, but many churches do that. Um, but I eat at home. I eat, I put gas in my car because of tithe money that comes into the church um, because I am one of the pastors here. A third category, um, in the early church, they would feed 
the widows and the orphans in their community. So they would take care of people who needed to be taken care of. Um, our church does a very similar thing. We have a food pantry here twice a month. We have other community initiatives. We, um, you know, fed some first responders or not first responders, but like um, when the f- coronavirus first, you know, kind of took hold, we were sent some food to the emergency room and um, taking care of our community. And that's what we do, just like the early church did. The fourth thing is uh, supporting people. So, so this one is, I added last minute because I was like, you know what? That's kind of true as well. Um, the early church, we look at Jesus's ministry. We see evidence that churches, people in churches were supporting his ministry. Paul as well. He was being supported by the giving of churches. Um, and we do the same thing. Our church gives to missionaries. Uh, I wish I had a number, but it's like, hi. We, like, we support a bunch of missionaries all over the world that are doing God's work. Again, from tithes and offerings that come from the people of our church and are immediately sent right back out the door to people doing ministry all over the world. Those are the four categories. Maintaining the temple, taking care of the priest, feeding the widows and the orphans, and supporting people that are doing God's work all over the world. All right, what does that mean for you? Um, whether you are tithing or not, the purpose of God wanting your money, your heart and your wallet travel together. He wants your heart, and so that's why he's asking for your wallet. It is all his. He asks for 10% back, but it's ultimately all his. So we've talked about the portion, the place, and the purpose, but we've mostly honed in on tithing. I'm trying to talk fast so like words are getting <laughs> mixed up in my mouth. We're talking about tithing and offering. We talked about tithing a bunch. So let's move into this, what I'm calling the plus section. This is the idea of offering. Um, we partner, for, for our offerings, we partner with an organization called Speed the Light. It's an amazing organization doing God's work all over the world. Speed the Light is super cool that we get to be a part of it. Um, And this is from their website, so you know a little bit about them. The concept is simple. We give so others can speed the light of the gospel to a world in darkness. We provide essential transportation, creative communication, and compassionate demonstration to see souls saved and lives Change. Sorry, I had that quote on the screen. I forgot to put it up there. But those are those, those four categories, essential transportation, creative communication, compassionate demonstration. Sorry, three categories. Um, so they would, uh, transportation means if a missionary needs a car, Speed of Light might do that. Or if they need like a canoe or a donkey, like this Speed of Light provides for them in the different cultural contexts they are in. Uh, communication needs. So if they need like a sound system or a set of puppets or Bibles, Speed of Light might meet that need. Compassionate demonstration. So if there is a disaster, um, they've linked arms with Convoy of Hope, which is another organization that's doing incredible work all over the world. Um, One of the leading, like the world leading first responding organizations is, uh, you know, connected to our, you know, faith community. Um, So compassionate demonstration, they're going to meet needs. Um, Like the one that we are supporting this year, we give to Speed the Light every week. Um, We you can be a part of this. Like when we give to Speed the Light in this room, we are giving to a uh, Speed the Light partnership with WorldServe International. And WorldServe International is digging a well of fresh water in Kenya. So we get to be a part of that because um, of that partnership with Speed the Light. So all of our money, all of our offerings, all of our merch proceeds, all of our snack proceeds, um, any events that we have for Speed the Light, all of that stuff goes toward. Uh, digging this fresh water well in Kenya. We keep these jugs of water up here. Um, as a reminder, this jug being pretty gross <laughs> and this one being clean water, that the money we put in, our, in this account, the money that we spend, snacks and, uh, spend on snacks and merch, it goes toward making water clean for actual people in Kenya. So a really cool opportunity to be a part of that. Um, we organize giving here, but I don't want you to miss an opportunity to have a burden yourself for Speed the Light, for World Serve International, to make a difference, to raise money. Um, 
You can be a part of that. If God challenges you to do something big for Speed of Light, he can use you to raise a ton of money and help a ton of people. For example, um, our very own Erin Smith, her senior project was the World Serve Collection. So this merch that we're selling right now, uh, it was birthed out of her project, her work, her blood, sweat, and tears went into the project. I just, she sunk many hours into this project and probably dollars buying her own merch too. Um, certainly in my case, I bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but you can have an idea that raises money for Speed of Light. And, and I'd love to resource you, do whatever I can to help you flesh it out and execute it, whatever you need. I'd love to help you. But don't doubt that God can use you. Don't doubt that God can whisper something in your ear. Uh, we we're talking about tuning into his voice. Say something to you. Um, one time Sam and I, uh, I would not have done this if I didn't believe it was God because it was extremely painful and horrible. Um, we spent three months losing weight and we, would, we had people pledge to give so, a dollar amount per pound that we lost. We raised thousands of dollars, like four, I think four or $5,000 um, through this initiative that God had just placed an idea in my head. And again, I tried to ignore it, but he was like, come on, you got to do this thing. So I did it. Um, but what I'm saying is he can use you in that way, give you an idea to make money that makes a difference in somebody's life. Life. So there have been several challenges tonight. Giving back 10% um, to your storehouse, the place you were primarily fed. Again, talk to me later if you have questions on that. Uh, a challenge to view our money in the right way, that it belongs to God first, that we are stewards of that money. To give us be the light, be creative, listen to God's voice as he, as he gives you an idea that might be used um, to send some money to people who need it. If you are a church person, money stuff is very important. Jesus talked about it a ton. He thought it was important. And it's not too late to get this right. So make adjustments. Um, we are here to help you. So talk to any of your staff members. If you have any questions, we're going to move into small groups just for a few minutes here in a minute. If you are not a, a church person, I want you to know we don't always talk about money every week. This is, not, <laughs> this is a conversation that we have about money once a year. Um, if you have you know, certain opinions, people have those. But we do talk about Jesus' sacrifice every week. <laughs> and this and where your and your month your excuse me your heart and your wallet travel together and so we talk about your wallet because God wants your heart we talk about bringing your wallet to church because God wants your heart and your heart and your wallet travel together money is important because God uses it to get a hold of your heart let's pray father thank you so much for this group of students and they are uh, they are tuning into you, Father. So as we tune into your voice, I pray you speak to us, teach us, give us the um, confidence that you're going to take care of us and that we can lose 10% on our paycheck and we're going to be okay because you have instructed it. You are, you are the giver of those. Uh, it is ultimately yours. We are stewards of your resources, Father. So God, help us to have the courage to do what you've asked and to give you our money because you want our hearts and our heart and our wallet travel together. So help us tonight, God to be obedient to your voice and your instruction and to give and, and to give our tithe and an offering. So Father, I pray you are downloading a, a burden, first of all, for people all over the world who need to hear about you. And I pray you are downloading ideas, creativity, uh, ways to make money happen, to make uh, an initiative, a project of some kind to help people find out about you. Uh, through our financial giving. So I know that you can do that in this room and you have done that and you will do it again, Father. It's all about you. It's all for you. It's all about getting hearts to you, Father. So uh, we dedicate our hearts to you. We dedicate our wallets to you because our hearts and our wallets travel together. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. amen. 
Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.